Welcome to Let's Talk Supply Chain. My name is Sarah Barnes Humphrey, and each week I bring you the top supply chain professionals in the industry. You will learn about best practices, new innovation, and most up-to-date information about supply chain. I believe that collaboration is the future of business, and I have designed this show to ensure you have all the information you need to succeed in business and in your supply chain. So this is Sarah with Let's Talk Supply Chain, and I'm here with Peter, is it Winter? Winter, yeah. Winter from Panel Kina, and we are coming to you from TPM. We just did a, a panel discussion on leadership, and I thought it went really well, but he is here to answer some of my audience questions. So thank you very much for joining me yeah, today. Yeah, my pleasure, Sarah. Thanks a lot. Awesome. So the first question is, how are you adopting the digital supply chain model to stay relevant? I think we approach that through two angles. We take the whole thing which is customer facing, and here we work on portal, a very simple portal ship like everybody else. Of course, you have to do that. And it's evolving into a sales channel. Where it will take us, I don't know, but we need to have one. Secondly, we're working a lot on our visibility tools, where we're working closely with customers. It's doing a very great job for us. And here we're working on extending the end-to-end visibility. We're working on landed cost modules. We're working on all the things we have to do to make your customers more happy. So you can say, that's another segment compared to the policy. And then the third one is really the internal stuff. Here I mentioned that the panel we're working with is a PTM. We rolled it out the last two years. It's working better and better. We start to get some of the productivity benefits. And we think by getting that basic operation, optimized, we can also let you a bit of Absolutely. And that's great because obviously everybody is going digital and I like the fact that you talked about what you're doing internally, but also what you're doing outside yeah. as well. Because that is so important. You don't need to stop discover, right? Exactly. And I think also just to add on that, I had to pitch on data quality. As in, everybody's underestimating the importance of it, and we all can do better. We still, you know, we are now talking 2019, and we still have players in our industry in invoices. You know, data quality, data quality, data quality. We need to get it improved substantially, because otherwise we don't take advantage enough of the technology. Yeah, and we must be able to collaborate, which is what you also spoke on. Exactly. It's going to be very important. It has to. Absolutely. All right, so how would you and I would like to talk about the three of them separately. Okay. And let's take the last one first, the Uber framework. I think if you look at procurement, transportation, whether it's in Europe or in the US, where you have big continental markets, if it can work, great. I, I think it will just, you know, everybody's used to Uber from a private perspective, and what can be done, I think it would be fine. There are, of course, some very big flows moving, and I think for the very big flows, you probably can't do super, but for spot business, why not? Of course, it's going to work. For us, it doesn't have a big complication because we're not very big in the European oil market. If you take Amazon, I had the pleasure in my uh, in past life, in the company I just worked for, to be a certain private Amazon. And I think the way they have insecure with distribution centers, some they do themselves, some they outsource, you know, hats off to them. I can also see that they have started to enter physical logistics. And I think given given their ability to handle data, given their ability with their technology platform, yes, at least for warehousing and distribution, I see them as a competitive 
that's fine. Flexport, for, now for me, Flexport is more of a question. Because I haven't seen the value added yet. Because the pitch is technology and data, but now they start to position themselves like, you know, a logistics company, a freight forwarder like the rest of us. So, what do they really want to do? What is the value added? We don't hear a lot from their customers. Do they actually do a, a good job? I don't know. I think for me, Amazon is clear, Uber is clear, Flexport, what are they? And do they have value? Maybe they do, I just don't know. They're doing a good job on having the business <laughs> They do, they do, but apparently they're burning a lot of money, they're losing a lot of money, but they're absolutely fabulous in getting investment. So they're the sort of, they're the to do something better than the rest of us. Absolutely, and they're bringing VC money Exactly. For me, as a startup, I really like it. So. I, no, but so do I, and I think it's great, and it's, it's great they come in there, they experience, they really great, you know, excitement, and they also force the rest of us to be on our TikToks. Oh, absolutely. But I haven't found out exactly what it is they do. And I haven't heard a lot from customers about whether they're doing a great job or not. So at least for me, question mark, but I think they're a nice warm welcome to the industry. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the point that you brought up, that they are just a question mark, right? It's, yeah. it's not a matter of disruption or anything like this. It's a matter of which way are they going to go. You know, let's sort of wait and see. And I thought when we had the panel, the comment uh, from Jeremy Nixon about the 19 ty typhoons in Shanghai, there is other disruption than technology. Good point. There is also yeah. the weather, there are strikes, there are ships burning, ships breaking down, you have all this stuff going on, and when you have these kind of disruptions, how is it that export will add value compared to investors? And as I say, I just don't know. So, um, what does the competition in the industry look like? What is the future of the industry from a freight forward We do have to consolidate. That's for sure. If you look at the market share of even the biggest freight forwarders, I mean, if you take number one in ocean freight, it's Queen and Nagel. Queen and Nagel have a market share in ocean of less than 3%. And, and we are smaller than KN, so of course our share is even smaller. So you can take uh, you can take THL, you can take Schengen, you can take us, you can take the top 10 freight forwarders to recommend 20% of the market. Uh, yes, we do need to consolidate like we've seen on the liner side. And we also need to consolidate so that we can continue to invest in technology and also to have more great, great companies who talent wants to come and join us. Right, absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Peter. It was a pleasure to be on a panel with you, and thank you so much for um, being on my show. It was all my pleasure. Take care. Bye.